Welcome to Bar Talk. I'm your host, Robert Hill, Artistic Director of the Orlando Ballet, and I have two amazing, amazing people on with the, the show today, Balcana Paroli and Maria Cristina Magnosa. <laughs> How was that? That was good, but just call me Mikey. <laughs> Mikey, yes. But thank sure. you. That was beautifully well so, Thank you, thank you guys. Um, I, I just want to sort of set this up a little bit that just prior to everything stopping because of the pandemic, pandemic, we were putting together an amazing program which included your ballet Val um, Lambarena and the lovely, lovely, um, most positive energy Mikey was here staging it. And, you know, we were, it was just an amazing, amazing, amazing experience. And everybody who got to work on it, everybody who got to witness the rehearsals along the, along the way were just so excited and so looking forward to seeing it. So it stopped, but we have a plan for it in the future, not too, too far in the future, to be able to bring it back. And that's what we're hoping for. So um, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about your ballet Val um, Lambarena, just give a brief, brief history of um, what made you go there to, to want to do this ballet? Well, it, it was originally created on San Francisco Ballet mm -hmm. actually 25 years ago. Amazing. Which this uh, would have been the 25th year uh, celebration with Orlando Ballet. And I'm hoping we will celebrate that anyway even though it's done in its 26th year, but I, I want to keep that momentum going. Sure. It's, it's um, I was really cheeky back then. You know, I didn't know you're not supposed to do this sort of thing, but a fusion of African dance and classical dance, African music, classical music uh, combination. And it was so exciting just to just go for it and not even think, you know, what I was doing because I had a really strong feeling that it was going to work. Um, but you're, bringing you're, in, you're referring to being politically correct. Or, exactly. Or and, yeah. and in many ways, um, there was not a lot of backlash. There, oddly enough, there hasn't been a lot of it because what I did with the African dance consultants, Zachary uh, Saudouf and Naomi Jita Washington, married couple, uh, that they became the, my African dance consultants because the African music was was intact and the classical music was intact and what it was was sharing the cultures sharing classical music and african music and sharing the rhythms were the same and uh, it, it really and that sparked the design it sparked that it will be a classical ballet but also in, in integrating african dance and it was from the real source it was not uh, uh altering it, it was fusing it, but you could see the classical and African. And that was really important to me that just to really show that we're, you know, it's dances is, is international dances for everybody. It's not, it's learning from each other and sharing. And I think it's so important now more than ever that we do this. So it's lasted this long because of that. But I, it's just, it's gotten better and better and better over the years. And it seems like it's done been done almost every year for the past 25 years um wow that's amazing but, yeah and and all i remember over the world yeah yeah all, all over, over the world, the world. Mm -hmm. 
And, and I know that um, somewhere along the way, I think you referred to this, but I know one time in rehearsal, actually it was probably, I think, to an invited audience of our donors when Mikey was here, she was speaking and it, she was saying how let's, um, this, this ballet helps us to um, um, celebrate our commonalities rather than our differences. And, you know, that has stayed with me because that's so necessary in, in today's world. Uh, unfortunately, it's still a big issue, but it's, it's so good to have a reminder of that. So, Mikey, you want to talk a little bit about your experience? Um, you know, how many times have you staged this ballet? Oh, gosh, I, I, I've lost count. Right. <laughs> um, but uh, I just want to say, the, like I told you when I was with you, that the Orlando Ballet dancers just, just enveloped everything. They were like sponges, and they mm -hmm. took everything in with such uh, gusto and, and, and appreciation for the ballet and just was so ready to experience something so new and different. And, you know, they had those African classes and they were just rocking. The energy in those classes oh. was unbelievable. Yeah. And, um, but it was just, I mean, all around, I told Val about this, all around, it was like I told you, I've done it, I've staged it many, many, many places and continuously have such joy in putting it together because the dancers, you know, are so hungry for for something so uniquely special, mm -hmm. and and your company did that to the utmost. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm very very proud of this company, and I know that everybody who comes in to work with them has a really positive positive experience, and it's 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 every single time, every single person who comes in. So. That's, that's one, been one of my goals is to not only create a company that can produce good art, you know, fantastic art, but to have an atmosphere that we work in every day that's really positive, you know. Well, kudos to you, though, because, um, uh, the, you know, the dancers reflect the leader, um, and that's really true. And your, your spirit and energy has been, really has, has transcended into them, and they... You know, I, I, I haven't, you know, I haven't met you until, I mean, I, of course I know who you are, but I haven't met you until then. And like we said, every time we enter the door, yeah. Whoosh, yeah. energy to you, whoosh. Did you, did you know about that, Val? We, no, I, I, just, I had no doubts that two, two of you would get along. I mean, it was like, <laughs> I went, yeah, whatever. <laughs> no, so we decided brand new building and, you know, we're really serious about not letting any negative energy in the door. So I remember when Mikey was entering the building for the first time, the doors opened and she, the building went whoosh and sucked <laughs> her right into the building <laughs> because she has such a positive energy. It's really great. So, <laughs> so um, anyway, we, we are living in this pandemic and I don't want to ponder this too, too, too much, but I, I do, you know, Val, you're in California. Mikey, you are where? Philadelphia. Philadelphia. The experience is different here in Orlando than it is in Philly, than it is in California, and it is in New York City with Kevin McKenzie, or in Washington with Julie mm -hmm. Kent. Just share any thought that you want to, because we can't avoid the subject. So, um, Val, what do you? Yeah, well, it's, uh, 
I'm fortunate to live in San Francisco and the infrastructure of this city is so much stronger than a lot of cities in that this city suffered during the AIDS crisis and was in the forefront of dealing with it and organizing within it, which I thought was a pandemic at that time. It sure. wasn't, wasn't dealt that way because it was considered a gay disease. Right. But San Francisco was in front of the world. Um, so of, of treating that and, 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 and such. And I think that saved this city in many ways because that infrastructure was in place for this pandemic. And the mayor and the, uh, the uh, political, uh, all of our political, everybody in that sphere dealt with it this sooner than most places of shutting down the city and shelter in place. And it's slowly, it's just been very intelligent. Um, so I'm lucky in that regard that, you know, that we were able to do this and we have a little more freedom now than most cities uh, starting to happen in the Bay Area. Not so much in all of California, but you know, it's day by day. And I've just been positive working on projects and you know, it's this is amazing technology now. Look at what yeah, we're doing. Exactly. And like Mikey and I are now working this way in Finland. Like, I, yeah, and I wanna really talk about there's, that. Because... There's some amazing things that's coming out of this and unexpected things and, and, and they're positive unexpected things. So that's been great and I've been working, can't tell you where yet, uh, in the same way on a new Nutcracker with designs and stuff that's gonna happen in 2021. So I'm busy, I'm working, I'm keeping positive. You know, I've got a great balcony. I'm one of the lucky ones, so I can go outside when I want to and it's, right. you know, but yeah. That's great, that's really great. Mikey, how are you doing? Well, um, I'm doing great. Uh, Philadelphia is still in lockdown. We're one of the last, the few, a few few cities that still are on lockdown. But um, what I wanted to continue with Val, what Val said, what I think is the, I look at it, you know, first of all, the saddest thing is, you know, all the deaths. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just heartbreaking when you see the stories like New York uh, Times put out in one full page, all the names and what they, so, you know, it's not just numbers, but other than that, on the flip side, I am incredibly impressed and always so proud about being a dancer and being in our world because like Val said, thank God. I mean, you can imagine that if we didn't have this technology that you could Zoom a class or that dancers go around and, and, and show what they're doing and keeping in shape. And, just, you know, and so if, you know, it, if there was a time that this awful pandemic um, happened, it, you know, it's just, it's unfortunate that it did, but wow, what we're doing to try to survive. I don't know how you're doing it, um, you know, Robert, with, you know, trying to keep afloat, you know, because like, you know, our, our, our world is, we touch each other. I mean, exactly. but exactly. I mean, you can't be six feet away when you're. But the uh, as I've always believed, and and as I know, um, dancers and our world are very resilient, and you can see that clearly 
in day to day and what you see on on the on the net it's just unbelievable they're yeah. so resilient to yeah. what's going on and and looking at the bright side and keeping their keeping everybody's you know keeping themselves positive and looking forward in terms of not just doom and gloom but looking that yes this will this will we will pull through yeah it's interesting because um i've been trying to do a weekly or every 10 days conversation with um Kevin and Julie and Susan Jaffe, who's now uh, Pittsburgh Ballet Theater's artistic director, just yeah. to compare notes. And um, a couple of things that Kevin said, one was we have become instantly media companies. Mm -hmm. Ballet companies have been, in order to survive, you have got to come up with this presence on online and you need content for that. And you know, a lot of Kevin's you know, got the unions and all that. But but one of the um, other things that um, Kevin said, and we all agree, is, you know, the arts are considered non-essential until we're in a situation like this, and then everybody looks to the arts. And who are the ones who respond with the most creativity and come up with new ways to express the artists? You know, so uh, he said was Kevin was saying, we've got to get people to change their thinking to that, that the arts are non-essential. And I and I so agree with that, you know, and uh, as Val said, a day at a time. Yeah. And it really it really is evolving almost on a day by day basis. You know, um, we had news today that Disney plans to do a slow reopening and universal. So that's when those big companies make those decisions that's 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 a very sort of um telling sign that that we try to stay in tune with uh and helps inform our own decisions about when to um consider reopening and we we did a slow reopening today and we're going to start bringing some students in next week and fabulous that's yeah good. and when and of course you know we have that huge space right downstairs that I cannot wait to be able to do, even if we have to say six feet apart and da 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 for now, we can use it. We've got the space. Yeah. The challenge so many other places have is they don't have that kind of space, you know? You can't walk down the corridor and, and keep six feet apart because, you, you know, and they have elevators and all that, all that. But anyway, um, I want to go back to the fact of you working on that ballet. Are you working on it together with Mikey in, in oh, Finland? Like daily, hourly sometimes. Talk it's about been that. Nonstop. I, I can't think of a company, and you might know, but that is literally still producing a product. They, we are making the sets, the costumes, the props, uh, every aspect of it. It's they're producing it because they they felt they they have to have something at the end of this. We have to we we need to present something. Mm -hmm. So they 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 said we're going to do this and this and this and the the government there has allowed. It's just so different in Scandinavia and how they reacted to this disease. And it's to me it sometimes it's so far more advanced, and they're so far ahead of us. Um, that they have a huge building too, and they compartmentalize everything. They put plastic up. They can seamstresses in you know far apart, and but they have a gigantic building, and they are slowly making this production. So I have meetings almost nightly because it's a time difference. Right, uh, right. 
10 p.m. for me is 8 a.m. for them. So all the departments and with the costume wardrobe ladies and the designer and this this morning was with the prop department and or last night was and it's <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, I don't think I've ever been more busy. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. But it's been so amazing because and with Mikey and just the scenario and everything involved in this because we have to, I don't think I've ever been more prepared for a, producing a ballet in my entire life. And Madeline Owen, who's the uh, artistic director of uh, Finnish National Ballet, I mentioned to her, I'm, we are all coming up with so many amazing ideas that I would not have come up with if we had started. I would have been there right now. Uh, this week we would have started rehearsals. But just the whole aspect of so many things within the scenario and script and it's amazing, amazing things that I would not have come up with. Because you know us, we have to do a new ballet in such a short amount of time and right. you have to second guess, well, you don't have a lot of time to experiment in this. So it's been a plus in that regard. Um, so it's been it's been giving you more time than you would or ordinarily have. Is, is that more time? More time and more time with everybody discussing and talking, and then ideas of a dramaturge, uh, Carrie Perloff, that I'm working with as well, and Ramona Panskra with the music and editing the music. And oh, we don't need that. Can we cut this? Can we? Oh, you're so working with every, Ramona. Every aspect of this ballet is after this Zoom meeting. I'm meeting with Ramona on on. Uh, sound effects because I'm meeting with the sound designer tomorrow morning and it's wow. like it's uh, just a lot of things because there were a lot of questions on the transformation of Jekyll and Hyde how are we going to do that to not make it kitschy and boy we come up with things that just bam the light bulb went up and exciting things um, nice yeah and again with Mikey and just the sounding boards and just going even this morning we went I went Mikey what do you think if we did this at the end of act two? And Mikey went, duh. You know, it's, like, it's like, yeah, you have to do that. It's, it's going to be amazing. And you just know when you talk to other people on your ideas that are involved in this, when they get excited, they go, yes, we'll make it work. Costume wise or lighting wise, or it's just, it's been exciting. Wow, that's that's really fabulous. I'm really happy for you. And have you been involved in the project, Mikey, since uh, the yeah. In inception? But, yeah. Yeah, but the other thing I remember, I was talking to your dancers, and this is one of when I I was thinking when we were going to do this talk, I was like, wow, I have to think of how long I've known Val. <laughs> I work with him, and I counted the years. It's 23 years since we first met in wow. Singapore. And you were um, 10 years older than me, right, Mikey? Huh? You were 10 years older than me then, right? <laughs> I'm giving you a drink when we see each other. It's yours. Um, but uh, so I remember talking to your dancers, and one of the things, uh, Robert, that I, uh, I'm so, well, first of all, I, I really find myself extremely lucky to be working with Val and that he has trusted me with his uh, ballets. And um, just that I said, I, we sat with the dancers and we said, and I say this, all, I always start with that, that Val is the kind of choreographer that looks at the ballet and it's not like I'm creating, it's a collaboration. And he gets excited about it and he collaborates with people. So he welcomes the ideas, which is why it just becomes this 
um, you know, everybody owns it and, and, and they, they get excited about it. And then it just inspires more people. And it's just like a domino, it's like a domino effect. It just yeah. rolls. So, um, and the same thing when with the dancers, they took ownership with it because it was, you know, how do you feel about it? And, you know, it just, it's always so much fun. And I, you know, I always, uh, he always used to tell me it's the journey, the, 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 the performance icing on the cake, but the journey and the yeah. journey with his ballets, every single one of them that I've done, and I'm looking forward to, to this one in, in particular, because it comes from a very strange place where it's been being born right now is, you know, it's, it's a uh, historical. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's why I'll work for Val for another 23 maybe <laughs> but um uh, continuing though just to add one of the things that we where i was involved was um uh, last year this time last year val had a workshop in kansas city but with kansas city ballet and worked with a few dancers to cre start creating and and sort of get his mind and his hands and his body wet to see what he's going to do and came up with so many beautiful things. So we had some choreography already in place. And then we did, we've been doing for the past month, virtual rehearsals with Finnish Ballet. So yeah, so they, at first it was, nobody knew what was, how it was gonna work, but, and you know, the dancers having to listen to to you know, try to get the information, but we're not there to show it and everything. So at first it was a little uncomfortable for everybody, but it became the, the norm and then it just took off. And they were even saying that it's such a, a amazing, it was the first time it's ever been done there and it might be our new norm for a while, but it worked and uh, so do both of you actually d demonstrate in order? Yeah, you have to, right? He did more than me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just went, okay, Mikey, show it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so it was just, it's just interesting how, like, like you both said, like it's uh, this situation that we're in uh, and what Val said was like, it, it was, it created some things that, in ideas and and ways of making it work such as i said our world our creativity as dancers there's no there's no limit we just what we was, deal with what we have to do and we make it happen what's amazing and i did i talked to madeline uh madeline own and i said you know it's what's amazing about this is we i've come up with movement we've all come up with movement that i would not have been it, like this if I was there. There's something about what we created that was unusual for me and different and exciting. And it's just movement that I don't think, because it's uh, it was movement that's going to be done by 16 dancers on moving hospital beds. It's an insane asylum. So I'm oh. using two dancers on two different beds. And you can imagine when they're doing it, 16 people doing this crazy movement but they just got into it and we gave them you know 
some information on what they're thinking and feeling. And now they're, they've taken off with it. And I'm thrilled with what, I don't think if I had 16 people in the room when I started out, it would have been like this. There's something really great about this. And they're in turn are gonna teach it to the other 14. So they're taking ownership of it, these two dancers. So it's exciting what's, what, what's happening. That's fantastic. So, so basically what I'm hearing you say is that um, what you're actually seeing happen that you were creating via Zoom is, is um, as good as, if not better than what your original concept was. I think so. I That's really it. do. And it's, and it's going to make it easier when I go there to take it from there. Right, exactly. So it's interesting. Um, odd, but interesting. Wow. Well, well good, for you. good for you. That's I, I'm really happy to hear this. I, I, I want to touch on two other things. One, what got both of you involved in the dance originally way back? Well, maybe not way back. But you know, back at the in the beginning, there was, um, and also you had invited me up to um, is it Richmond to this new ballet that you were going to be making, Val? Right. With with music from the period sixties, I think it was. Protest. Is it fifties, sixties, and seventies? Yeah. Okay. So that's obviously on hold, right? It's on hold. Um, but in an odd sort of way, it's going to take on more significance because of this pandemic. We're including that. Right. So it's going to have a different, you know, we're all excited about it and it will be done. It's just when. Same life, life inspires the art, right? Get the title. Get the title. What's going on? <laughs> same old, same old. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, essentially, what right? Going on? You always pick these controversial topics, Val. Okay, I have a question to ask you though, because with with Val talking about the title, he always like he creates these incredible works, right? And he never he he leaves the title, and you're a choreographer as well, so he leaves the title in the end, and then he gets like this big creep, like I can't think of anything. Like he creates a whole ballet, but Thinking of a title is even harder. Is it like? Yes, it's it? ridiculous. I don't want to give it a title. Just come and see it and stop with the titles. Good God, you know. I think that's hysterical with you guys. You know, like, you come it's, up great with when you have, it's great when you have it right away. It's perfect, but that's rare. Um, but, oh, I, I hate it. Because you're yeah. stuck with it if you go, oh, I wished I hadn't called it that you know, or some critical pickup on, yeah, something something in the title that will work against you. <laughs> well, you know, speaking, speaking I think of that, that, you know, we when here, you know, some places you can say spring season, fall season, or, you know, but here when you do a triple bill, they're accustomed to it being called something like exactly. made in the USA. Yeah. So as we were moving toward made in the USA, it was becoming really apparent that that was not the best title. It was not selling well. So that's why when we're thinking about bringing it into our own building later in March and calling it um, the premiere collection, because each of the works on the program is a premiere for Orlando. Your ballets are an Orlando premiere, Jessica's two pieces are, and mine is a world premiere. And speaking of titles, I am using the music of the composer who lives in Chicago, fantastic guy named Jim Stevenson. And he um, had a whole sort of written description of, of um, why he came up with 
visions for his, his uh, symphony that I'm using the two movements of. And it was easy for me to just call it visions because it leaves it wide open. You know, it, it, if, I also find that if it's a piano concerto number two, call it piano concerto number two. It's easier, you know, <laughs> than Susie's having a happy party or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I'd go see that. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what got you started in this business, Val? Uh, I'm kind of a mutt on that category. I didn't, I didn't start out in dance. I studied music, young age, grade school, high school, college. I was going to be a music major, but I did a lot of theater and drama in high school and started doing more of that in Washington State University at a wonderful uh, drama department. So that's where I was going because music eventually became, uh, when you think of music theory, it became math and I'm horrible at math. And I went, I can't do this. So, but it's been an asset to me knowing music, being able to read music. Yeah. Oh, a total. I mean, I, I love the fact that I can speak that with musicians and the conductor and, yeah. you know, That's and it's really important. Thing. It's very important. Um, so uh, in the theater department, uh, there was a, a dance company called First Chamber Dance Company. I don't know if you remember that. It's an offshoot of Harkness, I think, but it was in the Pacific Northwest. But no, they came through and they did performances. So they gave the theater, anybody a master class and all the theater people took it. And the woman that uh, taught the class, she came up and we said, how long have you been studying ballet? And I went, this is my first day. You know, and that was like <laughs> maybe 19, you know, almost going to my third year of college. What? Yes. yes. And oddly, yes. and she said, you should think of studying dance. I said, well, what is that? What do you mean? And I didn't. <laughs> and so she said, well, my husband started late, so you can start late. And then went, and I don't know why I did this, but I took a break. I drove up to San Francisco, auditioned for all the schools, there were a lot at the time, and went to San Francisco Ballet School, auditioned, and I got one of the last Ford Foundation scholarships. I said I was 16. And... Believed you. <laughs> I got a scholarship. So my parents went, they heard scholarship, and they... they didn't get mad at me quitting college. But within a year and a half, I was in the company. Wow. So it just, it's odd. And I'm going, why am I here? It's like bizarre. And then I started watching, because I wasn't always cast in ballets, but I'd always sit, because I wasn't that great. I thought I was. But I'd sit in the doorway and I'd watch other characters work and stuff. And I was so fascinated. So the light bulb went on. Wow, this is, you've studied theater, you said design, you've studied music, you're now you're saying dance. And, I went bam. So that sparked choreography. Uh, with that, that happened. That happened a year and a half after you started. As yeah, a yeah. I, oh, I, I've been with San Francisco Ballet. I'm still with them. Forty six years later, I'm Good still Lord. a full time dancer. Amazing. Um, <laughs> choreographing for them and elsewhere, but it just, I think, again, naivety kept me going because I thought I was so good. And same thing with choreography. I thought it was so good. I think you're not supposed to do African and this. You're not supposed to do that. And so, but that's how I went about it. I, my choreography comes from a different place than if I had started at six, seven, or eight. I had all these experiences before. And so I think right. you, you, you know what you know. You do what you do. Because everyone else, why do you choreograph like that? I said, because that's all I know. Yeah. 
That's um, interesting. Yeah. You talk about um, naivete, maybe, but I think that the, part of what we have to do, because everyone's a critic, everyone's a judge, <laughs> right? Yeah. And it can wear you down sometimes because yeah. a lot of it's just purely negative for the sake of being negative because some people are just negative. Mm -hmm. So do you make a conscious effort to, to um, weed out what you hear or to edit what you listen? How, yeah. do, you do, how do you do that? Uh, it's a tough, it's still, you, it's always hard to hear, but I, I'm a little more immune to it than I was because you always think, oh my God, that review is that horrible. I'll never get to work again. And, and then the, you go, oh, I'm still getting projects. Oh, right. oh. Right. I remember, I just thought, you know, it still like pisses me off because it's like we live in a in an art form where when new works we don't have the luxury of previews we don't have the luxury of going out of town and then coming back you know in broadway and movies and that we're supposed to be geniuses right away and so if you're lucky enough to not have been shot down and that organization or other companies are like you i want to do that ballet if you're lucky enough you've survived that scrutiny which i think find very unfair um, that's when the work starts because that was your out of town. That was the preview. That was, mm -hmm. and you know, you, you want to keep working on these things. And I, Balanchine uh, kept working on his masterpieces up until he died. Yeah. We're, we're constantly moving. It's not like a painting and you, you know, so well, some, there are, there are some who are that way. And oh, I know. I know. I just bought one that uh, that's, uh, I found the history of that painting and it was a different painting before it was this painting. So it's like, so I, yeah, so you're right. So I, I just proved myself wrong. But no, 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 I'm saying that yeah. there's, there's some choreographers out there who this is how it is and I don't care who you are and uh, which I, I am totally against. I think yeah, that you, know, yeah. you make, it, make it work for whoever you're working with and certainly Balanchine was known for that. Oh, this is the Suzanne version or this is the, you know, Karin von Ohn version and mm -hmm. it, it only makes sense because it only makes your work look better if the person who's dancing it is, is having a great time, you know? I'll never forget like, the first ballet I created for San Francisco Ballet and the audience cheered and I went, I am a genius, I'm good, you know? And, like, and just that, that my family was here and I was on this high and the reviews just shot me down. Imagine, you just dejected. And I remember at the time, Eric Brune was guest teacher. And I was downtown with my family for breakfast and Eric Brune walked by and he went, Oh my God, you're amazing. Do not quit. Do not be disappointed. You've got talent. Don't listen to them. Yeah. Keep moving forward. I'll never, ever forget that. Well, who do you listen to in a situation like that, right? Derek Brune. Exactly. Because, <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm not going to go too much into what I think of people who decide to become full-time critics. I, you know, anyway, that's another conversation. So <laughs> another Zoom meeting. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so you want to talk a little bit more about that um, protest piece? Um, how, how far along were you in the creative process with that? The ballet is completely finished oh my and wow. it's, it's ready to go. Um, and it's so not so much a protest, but it's a lot of the song. I can't believe I got the, the, rights, uh, to. the rights to some of these from Bob Dylan to help me out, Mikey here. Uh, oh gosh, my mind's going crazy, but it's just these amazing protest songs of the time. And we're, we're trying to go with the headlines of the time and the, what was, how it was responded to. 
and how those same into the environment, political, gay rights, everything, how it's now and how it really hasn't changed. Yeah. And we see, so what's going on is- uh, Putting up the mirror. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. in fact, sometimes it's gotten worse. Yeah. So, and that's where we're going with this and, and not hitting people between the eyes with it, letting them decide, you know, it's, it's, right. it was a blast and we want to open, we're ready to open this because it's, uh, I'm totally excited about it. Good. Well, fingers crossed that we all get to these things coming back and happening. Yes. Um, it, it was great having you here for a Cinderella story. That was a huge success for us. Well, you guys I was were great in it, by the way. I, yeah, yeah. I videotaped the other day. It was so strong. Oh yeah, it was. It was a really nice experience for our company and for our community. People had never seen. They were so hungry for more because the music was accessible and it was just. The humor is so Val Canaparoli. It's like <laughs> in a very, very good way. But my question, my question is, Mikey, why were you not here for that? He, had, he was, I was somewhere else for you, Val. I think. Yeah. Yeah. At that time. Yeah. So. So it's, I got her so busy. I mean, her, her husband's get, can get mad at me sometimes. I, I've never seen my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Too. Oh. But I have to like share the wealth and give it, you know, to other other assistants of mine that go out and stage works of mine. So yeah. Well, and in in any case, um, this will not be the last time that we do a, a can of Paroli work, and yeah. I, I'm going to make it in the contract. It has to be conditional that the person staging it has to be Mikey. So there you go. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> That's because that's something I can get away with. <laughs> I'm not going to contest that. You know? so, love being there. Love being there. Yeah. Do you, I, I, I don't want to share anything with a, our listening public um, as our audience grows, but you did something unprecedented while you were here. And that was yeah. you, you took part of your salary and gave it right back to the Orlando Ballet. I have never experienced anything like that before. Well, you know, like I told you, um, it was, I was so taken by your company and I was just so um, moved by everybody from the dad, obviously from, well, without a doubt, you, um, just your spirit there and, and, and it, spilling to the dancers and just what you were all creating there and I felt that you know as little as I could you know whatever I don't have much but what I could do was just to give back and I think that that's the thing I felt very very didn't even think twice I felt very um, uh, proud to be able to do that because I wanted to show you that I wanted to, to tell everybody how incredible you're your your whole organization is not only from the dancers but even from the people in the back you know and in the in the the back behind the scenes i mean mm -hmm. it was just all around i i was telling i was while i was telling um i was telling the dancers actually that 
I was having so much fun. I had, you know, when I went, when the day was over and I went back to the hotel, I went, oh gosh, now I have to go through all this. Dinner, go to sleep. And then I have to go through all that so that I can go back again. I couldn't wait to get back there the next day. Well, it, Every it, day was just a, it was just exciting. And it was just really, really, every day was just a pleasure to get in there. So I felt I really wanted to do something for you and say how, how much I believe in your company and what you're Thank doing you. there, Robert. Thank you. I mean, uh, such an amazing gesture. I, like I said, I've never experienced it, but it had such a beautiful impact on our entire organization. Of course, in that rehearsal, when that was announced was our board directors, because we were going from there into a board meeting. That was, a, they were so moved by that, so touched. And of course, it validates what we're trying to do here, what I'm trying to do here. And, you know, it's just, uh, it was such a, a great message to our entire organization. And it really, kind of, um, did, not that they needed up, uplifting, but it, it validates where the dancers are. are, are. So deserving too, though. Yeah, wow. yeah, so. Really great. So we're gonna wrap this up. Um, any final thoughts? Um, doesn't have to be final, it can be until the next time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> anyway, I just adore both of you and it's. I'm, I'm so glad to see you and see you both so well and Maybe we should just do one of these in, in a couple of weeks just to have a, have a giggle and, and, and another big smile. So you haven't ex been exposed to both of us in the same place at the same time yet. So oh, my God. Wait for it. <laughs> <laughs>